welcome to a new episode of Showing Up Solo. These days, it's not enough to be a small business owner. You also have to be an online marketing expert, an accountant, a website designer, a content creator, and the list goes on. You know how important marketing is, but if you're spending all your time selling your services, how will you have any time left to actually provide them? That's where Showing Up Solo comes in. Showing Up Solo is a video podcast giving you the ins and outs of online marketing from solopreneurs just like you. Tune in every other Wednesday for easy to implement advice, guest experts, and plenty of food analogies. Thanks for tuning in. And now, on to the main episode. Welcome back to another episode of Showing Up Solo. I am thrilled to be joined again by the amazing Jamie Bell of the Contracts Market. Jamie, um, you've been on the show before. You know how much Nicole and I love you. <laughs> um, for those who are meeting you for the first time, would you like to tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure. Thanks again for having me. Um, my name is Jamie Bell. I'm a business lawyer here in Canada on the West Coast. And I have Contracts Market, which is a, a legal contract template shop. So it's a bit different than hiring a lawyer because you get do-it-yourself lawyer-drafted templates at the click of a button, basically, that you can start implementing and using in your business right away. And I love I love those. Um, I remember it was like my first anniversary treat was to buy myself proper contracts, <laughs> which probably should have been one of my first purchases right at the beginning of the business. But um, and since then, I've I um, whenever I need a new contract, I go and I I get them. Um, especially like I don't know if it's still for a while you're giving away a free testimonial release. Yeah, I still have a free client testimonial release. Um, which you should be able to get at my website. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I actually love that you say that you purchase it at your first year of business anniversary, because I feel like a lot of people feel really overwhelmed in getting contracts in place. And there can be like a lot of shame around not doing the right things at the right time at the beginning. And I really believe that you do the best that you can until you have the resources to invest in things for your business. And so whether you are just starting out or whether you're at year one or year five, if you're not feeling great about your contract, it might be a good time to invest. Yeah. And they're so, they're so easy to use as well. And I think actually that brings me quite naturally onto the topic of today's episode, which is affiliate marketing, because you have an affiliate marketing program set up for the contracts market. I myself and I'm an affiliate. So whatever I'm telling people about how much I love the contracts market, I'm going to send them my little affiliate link and hopefully get a little, um, a little commission off of that myself. Um, and so that's what I've invited you um, onto the show to talk about today is affiliate marketing. Um, maybe just to get started, you could help, uh, we could help define what affiliate marketing actually is. Um, it's a term we hear a lot, but I don't think a lot of people know the nuts and bolts of what it actually entails. Yeah. So affiliate marketing is basically when you are promoting and selling somebody else's product in exchange for some kind of value. 
So most of the time, like for instance, with my affiliate program and for you, if someone purchases a contract through your affiliate link, then how the back end up is set up is more your area of expertise versus mine. But that tracks through. And then I see that someone purchased through your um, nice discussions <laughs> about my contract. And then I would pay you whatever the commission is for that. And that's all predetermined. So it's just basically you have to think about it. I know before we started recording, we were talking about the difference between influencer and affiliate. But yes. really, if you are trying to influence your community to purchase something based on your good um, experience with that company's product, you're an influencer and maybe you're then becoming an affiliate because you are actually getting some kind of value, hopefully cash. But a lot of the time it's uh, some other kind of value exchange. Like maybe you get um, product exchange or something like that. So it's not always cash, but for affiliate marketing, we do typically see it as, as money being paid as a percentage of the actual price of the product. Yeah. So it's almost like a step up from referral marketing where, you know, you've, you've got a service provider or a business or a program that you love and you always talk up to your friends, but this time, um, if you can give them your direct link, your affiliate link, then in addition to helping them find something they really love, you also get like a little thank you from the owner of that product service or. Totally. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And with referrals, you used to be able to trust referrals a lot because there wasn't this monetary attachment to it. So if somebody asked you for a recommendation, you know, usually you're pretty honest about it. And if you were referring someone, you've had a good experience for that. Um, and you didn't really need to disclose any kind of relationship there when it's just referral, but often it was just naturally happen. And that's actually one of the big differences just between referral marketing and affiliate marketing. Um, from a legal perspective, is that disclosure piece, which we can dive into a little bit more. But yeah, I think yeah. Um, actually, let's just let's just dive into that right okay, now. Sure. Um, yeah, what is the difference between me saying to, for example, my followers, I love to use the contracts from the contracts market, highly recommend them, and me saying, you know, um, I highly recommend the contracts. Here's a link um, to go purchase them. What's the difference in terms of a legal standpoint that I need to to do? between just saying I love something and saying I love something and sharing an affiliate link. Yeah. So that exchange of value triggers some laws in Canada and the US. Um, I've got a blog post about this. Maybe you could link in the show notes. It actually lists all that legislation, but I'm assuming most people don't care. They just need to know <laughs> that there is there are laws in place both in the US and Canada um, and probably abroad as well, that require you to do certain things um, to make sure that you're always being honest and transparent with your community, that there is a value exchange happening behind the scenes. So these laws are all aimed at making sure that if you are getting money in exchange for promoting a product, that the people that you are targeting that ad advertising to are aware of that relationship. So I actually feel people are starting to get a lot better at this. So Instagram, for instance, if you if you were promoting contracts market as um, as an affiliate because you're getting a commission if someone purchases through your link, then it's a really great idea on Instagram to say, "Hey, I'm an affiliate of the contracts market." 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that sometimes doesn't fit into your reel or whatever. So another great spot would be to put it at the bottom of your caption. For instance, you could say, just so you know, I'm an affiliate of um, the brand that I'm promoting. And then you could use a hashtag like hashtag affiliate, hashtag paid ad or something like that to be very clear that you are going to get some kind of value out of somebody purchasing. And I think people are starting to get better about this because people on the internet are sleuthy now and they're on to you and they want to know that you're doing it how you're supposed to be doing it. Um, And when if you're only disclosing this relationship in a caption as a hashtag, you don't want to bury it. The, the, The legal beings that are out there policing this on the internet uh, which usually start with somebody feeling duped and reporting you is are making sure that it's very clear to your audience that you are going to get a commission so if you were to promote your affiliate link um, through an email post for instance it would be a great idea to put a disclaimer in your email either at the top um, which I prefer because I'm a lawyer and a Capricorn and I like to do <laughs> the book um, and just say, you know, this before you even get into the meats and the guts of my email, I'm just letting you know right off the hop that there are paid affiliate link um, links in here and I might get a commission if you purchase through that. You know what? Most people are very happy to get a recommendation from someone who they know, trust, and like, which is why affiliate marketing really works well, is because they're signed up to your email list. I don't know about you, but I'm getting a lot choosier as to whose email list I'm mm, on. So, definitely. Um, if, if someone's agreed to be on your email list, it's a good chance that they're looking for your recommendations. So having that disclaimer at the top of your email or at the bottom, um, if you're worried about flow, <laughs> is making... People, that doesn't typically throw people off unless it's in every single email and it's like, oh, here's some gummy hair vitamins. And you're like, but I'm signed up for you for a business coach. Why, you know, like, (laughs) why do I care about gummy hair vitamins? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So yeah, just, it has to be clear. And this is the main thing with affiliate marketing is, is just keep in mind if you're doing this kind of marketing in your business, make sure that your audience is well aware and you could easily point to wherever you're promoting it to say, I actually let you know this. Um, so there's that. The um, other, just yeah. to interrupt, sorry, but like I was just thinking on a similar note because um, my kids watch a lot of YouTube and they like to watch these um, these YouTubers like unbox things, right? And some of them will be like, will say at the very beginning, not affiliated, not sponsored. I paid for these with my own money. Whereas others will say, they send me these. And and so do you think it's just as important to disclose if you're promoting, if you're recommending another business or something and you're not an affiliate, is it just as important to disclose that you're not affiliated as it is to disclose that you are affiliated? Probably from a perspective of you're hoping that the brand doesn't come back and see you, yeah. um, especially if you're giving a bad, like a negative review. Yeah. Um, but no, that the targeted legislation is making sure that people are aware. It's a it's a positive duty to make sure that people are aware of that you are getting paid. Because if it's you're not getting paid, then you don't really have any obligation. In the game. Yeah. yeah. You're not really pulling the wool over anybody's eyes. You're just being honest about it. I think it's good practice. I think that's a great way to build community <laughs> and you know. 
Um, I know a lot of the, like, this is a side note, but a lot of people that I follow online, I follow them because they're not affiliated with brands because then I feel like I'm getting their honest truth. Um, But also in the business world, I think the other thing is, and this leads very nicely into my next point, is that if you are an affiliate for somebody, you better well have used their product. Okay. Um, So if you have to be honest and truthful in what you're saying and the internet police don't really exist, but they do (laughs) in the sense that your community and the people that watch your reels and wherever else you're marketing your business and putting your affiliate link are going to want to make sure that you've actually used the product. So if you are saying, oh, I love um, Dubsado, Dubsado is the best. Uh, use Dubsado and all your thing. Oh, well, which, which CRM do you use? Oh, I use HoneyBook, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, but you signed up for Dubsado because maybe they pay more commission. Um, that's not very truthful. No. You know, or maybe you've switched because it didn't work for you, but you still, you think your community would benefit more from Dubsado. Well, then you can make that argument that you've used it. It doesn't work well for you, but for the people that you are marketing to, it's actually a better fit. So I think this is the other very important piece is that don't just go out. If you're trying to add affiliate income as a passive, uh, I put that in air quotes because nothing's passive, but (laughs) I went on a rant about that yesterday on my Instagram. Um, Yeah. If you are wanting to add these streams of income, make sure that they're actually for products that you've used or services or service providers or coaches that you've used and have implemented the tools before you promote them to your audience. Yeah. Well, I, I, I love that um, caveat there too, because it, yeah, it is. I mean, how are you actually going to give an honest opinion and honest opinion if you've never used something? So it makes total sense when you, when you say it, but it is probably something that people forget. Are you ready to unlock the secrets of marketing mastery and propel your business to new heights? Join me for the Marketing Mastery Unleashed workshop. During this two-hour event, I'm revealing the strategies, insights, and tools that will set you on the path to become a marketing maestro. Discover how to build a strong brand foundation, perfect your online presence, master email marketing, and amplify your social media reach. Join me and fellow entrepreneurs during the week of October 16th for a transformative experience right from the comfort of your home. Whether you're a seasoned solopreneur or just starting your entrepreneurial journey, this workshop is your ticket to marketing excellence. Ready to join? Secure your spot now at marketingunleashed.ca. Don't miss the chance to gain invaluable marketing wisdom, connect with fellow entrepreneurs, and set your course for marketing mastery. Your journey to marketing excellence starts here. And I think that leads me nicely onto the next point, which is we've talked about adding affiliate marketing into your, like as a passive income stream as a business owner. But what if you are a business owner and you want to use affiliates to promote your offerings and your services? Hmm. What what do you need to know about doing that? Yeah, so it's a great... so. I saw it as a great way to get marketing (laughs) through people who have using my business, my tools in their business 
So it does take a bit of work for sure. Um, and also you have to think about these as a relationship with your affiliate. So definitely having some terms in place around commission payments, um, how people can use and market your um, products, you know, just kind of the same things you would have in a, I don't want to, well, I guess in like a client contract, very similar because these, there's a relationship now between you and your affiliates and you want to make sure it's really clear. Um, I have pretty clear affiliate terms on uh, the contracts market page. I was but just going to ask, yeah. do you have those? <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely sell them. Um, and I have terms that people sign up and um, just being really clear about how you're paying out commission fees, who doesn't get to earn commissions. I mean, I often see people um, thinking that they get a commission if they sign up as an affiliate and then they purchase a contract and then they want 20% back on their price. And then like, no, you don't get to actually get a commission if you're using the product. Also, the cart before the horse, because you should <laughs> purchase the product first. So you could honestly say it's a useful tool in your business before being an affiliate, because I want to have those honest conversations. Um, the other thing too, is um, if you are having other people market your product, you want to make sure that you make sure that they are responsible ultimately for making sure that their marketing is in line with the guidelines required in Canada and the US or wherever else they're marketing. So being very clear about, we require you to add appropriate hashtags or disclose in all of your marketing that you are an affiliate of ours, no hiding, <laughs> hiding that at all. And you're ultimately responsible if you get sued because yeah. you were honest, like that is not on me. I can't police you. Um, just because you're using my logo or whatever, uh, does not mean that we have a relationship where my insurance steps in if you get sued because you were a bad affiliate. So it's really important to lay out these important contract terms with your affiliates whether or not they read it, that's on them. <laughs> Make sure you've got your click wrap, which says, uh, I accept the terms before they sign up for being an affiliate with your program. Um, but yeah, I like just from like a business perspective, it's been a great add on for my business. And it really depends on your community. Yeah. Before you launch into it, because there are like anything we know, you're in the virtual assistant world, you know how subscriptions add up and all of that. Um, so there are costs associated with running an affiliate program. Yes. And so you definitely need to look at that. It's not cheap software and also managing those relationships. I don't do a great job at that. I'll be the first to admit. <laughs> um it's kind of no, online. But they can be quite they can be quite pricey. I've I've tried a couple different ways around doing this when I've used affiliates in um, selling some of my digital products and then in a previous launch. Um, I went really old school last time and rather than have a third party affiliate management thing, I just gave all my affiliates a, a unique discount code that they could give to their audience. And so their audience would get a discount and I could see every time that that specific code was used that I owe that person. To be honest, I think that's like, I use Tapfiliate. There is a reason why I'm not their affiliate. <laughs> and um, it's, it's to be honest, I think I'm going to start thinking about going that route with the code versus the link. Because anyway, that's a whole different topic probably, but yeah. it doesn't track properly across apps and monitors and websites and phones and tablets. Like, yeah, there's some really thing. good, there's some really good affiliate 
marketing third-party softwares to help you, but they're expensive. The better they get, the more expensive. <laughs> totally. And they yeah. still don't, from what I've found, they still don't track from um, device to device. Yes. And so one thing I found, one thing I found um, as being an affiliate for um, some other, uh, some other um, creators, when they've done say like a challenge launch or something, and they give you an affiliate link for people to sign up to that challenge, which in which they're going to nurture them and hopefully sell to them. Um, sometimes like they go in with that challenge, but they use someone else's affiliate link to make the purchase. So you might've put them there, but then you don't get it. And it's hard to track those things when there's a space of time between them clicking, using the link and then actually making the purchase. Um, one of the reasons I always put in the bottom of my intake calls or booking, uh, uh, intake forms or booking a call forms. I'm like, how did you hear about us? Like, tell us so we can send them a little thank you. Um, cause I have like a kind of an informal, I send people thank yous if they send me a nice client. So totally. Yeah. It's, it's definitely something I'm starting to look at as I'm trying to wean off all the subscriptions. Like this is probably another podcast episode <laughs> if you already have, but just the amount of subscriptions and it's just, it's out of control. Like I don't use it so much that I should be paying a hundred and something dollars a month for this subscription. Like it's too much. Anyway. Um, yeah, back to the legal side of affiliate. Yeah. Um, there is, there is, uh, an ad standards document through in Canada, which, um, you can link to the blog post that I've got for that, which kind of sets out really nicely in layman's terms, what duties you have as an affiliate. So it's a really good check-in. You can check the blog post too. Um, a, about just making sure. And and to be honest, it's not rocket science. And if you kind of get into this formula of like, hey, this is an affiliated sponsored or not sponsored, but an affiliate post, just make sure you have like these couple things and then you're okay. And it's really easy to stay on the right side of being an affiliate. Um, and, and I definitely recommend that I'm trying to figure out more ways to use it in my business because not only do I want to support other businesses, but I like the idea of making more money too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're promoting all these things, you know, or people are reaching out to me. It's just, I've been lazy about adding this aspect to my business as well. Exactly. Well, really, a really just a little piece of marketing advice for you here. Like a really good, a good way to, to make use of that is to do like a, like a top, my favorite resources or my favorite tools, either a blog post or even like a lead magnet. You could, it, um, it could be a really good lead magnet depending on your, on your niche. Um, like for example, if you were a podcast manager, you could say my like top five favorite podcast management tools or something or, or for podcasters. And you can include your affiliate links there as long as you do the whole disclosure, which I like I always do at the beginning, like full disclosure. These are my affiliate links. I may receive a small commission should you purchase them, but I'm only recommending things I have used and love. And I, that's kind of like my standard insert it before, but you can, you can, because people like to have roundups. Totally. And like, we do not have very good attention spans. So if you can put it all in one spot for me, I'm happy. Yeah, exactly. I am. I was recently trying to look for, for a, a new learning management software for hosting a course and trying to find like the right, the right one. You, you obviously search like, which is best. And so you're always looking for those articles that are comparing products and saying them. Um, so that kind of a roundup is a really great way to, if you incorporate that into your marketing plan to like, to really use your affiliate marketing. 
Totally. And repurpose it as like a small section on your emails. Like I'm always scrolling to the PS on people's emails because that's usually where the juicy stuff is. Yeah. Um, where their course links are or the roundups or whatever. So um, yeah, I love that idea. I need to implement it. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing. So, I mean, I have personal experience, as I said, of, of using affiliate marketing for my launches. Um, a question that came up for me during one of my previous launches is I was launching a new a new program. We've had it for a few rounds now, but it was a brand new program. So I didn't actually have any, I had like a couple beta participants who I could use as affiliates, but then I also wanted to leverage a lot of my network who hadn't experienced that specific program, but had worked with me in the past, maybe doing the same work, but not in that container. How do, how do like, what kind of things do you have to factor in if you're trying to say launch something new, but you want to leverage your extensive network through affiliate marketing? So if I understand the question right, you're trying to launch something new, but also tap into the same group of people. Well, but maybe you have like a really good net, like, like chances are if, if you're, if you have a client who's like a virtual assistant, chances are they're going to know other virtual assistants who could benefit yeah. from the same from, um, and you've developed a new course or program or offering that, you know, is perfect for, um, for like people in their network. Yeah. But, um, they may have worked with you in the past in a different capacity, but never actually done this particular program. Can oh, they be an affiliate? I think it's still okay because they can still talk to you about, like, they still know what you stand for and that you delivered a good product in a different aspect. They can still vouch for that. There's still that degree. It's not seven degrees of separation there. It's pretty yeah. darn close. So I feel like you'd be on the right side. Um, you And that's also a great honesty and transparency thing. Like, oh, I worked with Hannah on this subject and she's launching this new thing and I can't wait to sign up for it and I'll let you know how it goes. Or, you know, I, I think the degree of separation there is still not so far that you couldn't just have them. <laughs> Okay. Well, that's yeah. good to know. Cause I think yeah. that, that's something that comes up too, is one where, especially if you feel like a service provider or a coach or someone who's developing like a new course or service offering and you want to launch it and you, you have so many happy clients in the past, but you just not done that work for them. Um, you can, it can be really like having an affiliate, having people shouting your praises and, and um, bringing people from their networks in can be really beneficial, but and yeah, totally. yeah, like they're still promoting you. Yes. You, know, you are still the, the product really. And so I don't think the degree of separation there is so different that you couldn't tap into that network. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, I mean, I think we've already come up with like three or four different podcast episode titles of this again, because I think this, like this happened last time. This is a, that, that's how we came to have this episode. Cause last time we were like, Oh, we should do an episode on that. Um, but I guess just in the interest of, of time and making sure we don't like um, consume everybody's um, time, do you have any key tips or takeaways that you think it's important for online business owners to know um, before they delve into affiliate marketing? Yeah, I think just the one, like just to recap kind of what we chatted about today, like disclose to your community that you are going to get some kind of money or value for promoting the product um, and make sure that that's pretty evident, <laughs> very evident in your marketing, wherever you're promoting it. And I think that communities resonate with that. 
um, everybody's trying to make money in their business. And um, I also think that there's a good balance in your marketing that you can find between being an affiliate for something and not and making sure that you're striking a balance. I know that I get a little fatigued kind of seeing all this like spammy affiliate stuff coming at me all the time. Um, so finding a balance there and just um, being honest and transparent again with your um, marketing to say like, if you haven't used the product, you're not really supposed to be an affiliate for it. That's just the way the laws are working. And then um, what's a good last one? Using appropriate disclaimers. Like if you have webs, uh, website terms of use, like for instance, uh, my website terms of use and privacy policy template has a standard form disclaimer that says, that has the assumption that you are going to be an affiliate for something. So it's just sitting there in the terms of the, the website terms that says, I might from time to time use affiliate marketing or links to earn money. And you understand that I'll do the best to disclose them, <laughs> uh, but I might forget from time to time and these website terms cover that. So just appropriate disclaimers, wherever you are posting your link, if it's in blog posts, put it in your blog posts. If it's in your emails, emails, use appropriate hashtags, captions, they can live at the bottom of the caption. This uh, Instagram post includes, uh, my bio includes an affiliate link. So just be aware of that. And we're so used to it now. It's not a turnoff. We yeah, expect. it's something that, and and sometimes almost you, like, if, especially I think if you have the knowledge that, oh, they have to have used it, um, yeah. then you, then it almost gives you more confidence in it um, because you know that they, they've actually had, they've had, you have to be like knowing that you have to be authentic in what you're saying about a business kind of mm -hmm. makes it almost more reassuring if you see affiliate um, marketing in there. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Another, another, um, just like a little tip I've had from my experience being an affiliate for other people and for, um, I've also helped clients develop these, but affiliate packs that you can give new affiliates for your business, um, that comes with a really good thing to incorporate would be like the agreement and then, and then, um, instructions on what to include. Like I've had some really good ones where they're like, here are some of the ways you can share your link. Make sure you have this here and this here. Make sure you know, like, here's some example disclosures you can integrate as well as some content um, that people can just easily just share without having to do much of the heavy lifting. Cause I think that's a big feature. Is, totally. Like I've got a Google drive set up for mine that most haven't access, but that's sitting there that says, you know, these are the disclosure requirements. You are required to figure out how to use, I have examples kind of what you're talking about and just like use it and make sure, and also use it in your own language. So if this doesn't really fit with your vibe, you can tweak it and work it so that it does, but just know that you need to have it. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you again, Jamie, for coming on and yet again, giving us an amazing episode filled with so much juicy knowledge. Um, before we go, is, um, can you let our listeners who are only just meeting you know where they can find you and is there anything um, that you'd like them to know that they can take away? Yeah, sure. Um, so you can find me at Contracts Market on Instagram and my email list is kind of a good place to hang out where you find um, lots of legal tips and know about sales or anything like that I've got coming up. You also get a bit of inside scoop in my brain sometimes, which is a scary place to be, but it's fun. And um, yeah, I think just when you're trying to navigate the legal side of your business, it can be overwhelming, 
But once you get a handle on the the basic tidbits and get those pieces in place, you'll find that it gives you a lot more confidence to grow. So don't shy away from the legal. We can make it fun and easy, I promise. (laughs) I love that. And I'm going to make sure that in the show notes, we leave links to those various blog articles and uh, products that you you mentioned throughout the call and I will probably leave my affiliate link. <laughs> so, I, and I'm not afraid to disclose it because I, I love your contracts. They're, um, they're so easy to use. Um, and uh, I know enough about the law because I used to work in a law firm, like uh, as a, on reception, I know enough that, that I know it's important, but not enough that I want to get into learning it myself. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's the perfect middle ground for people like me. Um, so yeah, thanks again, Jamie. And uh, by the looks of it, we're probably going to be having you on the show again. So um, looking forward to that. Me too. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you're a fan of the Showing Up Solo podcast, you can show your support by liking, commenting, sharing, or leaving a review. Want to spend less time on your marketing and make better content? Head to showingupsolo.com to grab your free copy of our Full Circle Content Guide, the same time-saving method we use for creating our own content. Need more help getting your marketing in order? Learn how to build a marketing plan while working smarter, not harder. Our Setup for Success package gives you everything you need to create a marketing plan that is low maintenance, high impact, and perfect for generating consistent leads. Head to showingupsolo.com for more info. See you next episode.